Your top stories on Blitz this hour. Euro 2020 postponed. The Super Rugby season delivers thrills and spills. Tyson Fury hit with doping allegations. We learn the intricacies of Formula One. And titles up for grab at WrestleMania. Following last Saturday's 24-14 defeat to the Sharks in Durban, the Stormers have been dealt more bad news on the injury front. Already without World Cup winning Springboks, Peter Steff Tutoy, Bongim Bonambi and Sia Kalisi, Stephen Kitsov and Herschel Yankees joined them on the sidelines. Kitsov suffered a torn chest muscle and could be sidelined for up to four months. It was initially thought that the injury would only keep him sidelined for between four and six weeks. Yankees also broke his leg in the encounter at Kings Park and looks set to be out for three to four months. While Welsh star Jamie Roberts had to return to the UK to renew his visa, fly half Sean Luke Duplessis also took a knock to the ribs against the Sharks and had to leave the field. Seven rounds of Super Rugby have been played, and whether or not the competition returns remains to be seen. One thing for sure, though, is that the Sharks have been South Africa's most impressive franchise. Their last encounter saw them claim a scrappy win over the Stormers, but Sean Everett's men were no doubt streets ahead of their coastal rivals. The Sharks commanded roughly two-thirds of possession in territory and were smart at the breakdown. Additionally, the Stormers were extremely fortunate to see flanker Johan Dutoy get away with only a yellow card straight from the Clash's kickoff when he recklessly played Sharks scrum half Louis Schroeder in the air. It stretched their supremacy in the conference to seven points over the Stormers, despite the Cape Tonians having played a game less. It may be early days, but it seems as if the Stormers and last season runners-up, the Jaguares, may be the Sharks' closest rivals. Despite their successive losses, the Stormers are still in contention, courtesy of their all-wins record from their first four outings. But evidence from King's Park suggests the Sharks are South Africa's real hope of title glory, should the Super Rugby season continue. Britain's anti-doping body is expected to look into allegations in a newspaper report in which a farmer said he was offered money to provide an alibi in support of Tyson Fury for a case involving the world heavyweight champion. Fury and his cousin Huey were handed retrospective two-year bans by the UK anti-doping agency in 2017 after initially testing positive in 2015 for Nandrolone, which they blamed on eating uncastrated wild boar meat. In the case, farmer Martin Carefoot said he provided the Furies with the wild boar. But he has backtracked in an interview with British newspaper The Mail, saying he was offered £25,000 to make up the story in order to aid their case. Boxing promoter Frank Warren, who currently works with Tyson Fury, has described the farmer's claims as outrageous. Fury beat Deontay Wilder in Las Vegas last month to become WBC heavyweight champion. In November 2015, after he tested positive for Nandrolone, but before he was charged and subsequently handed a ban, he became WBA, IBF and WBO champion by beating Vladimir Klitschko.
What is tire deck and how is it different to tire wear? Tire deck is when the tire gets too hot or does wear off and you lose grip and performance. And tire wear is essentially uh, the same concept. Uh, the tire uh, over time starts to wear down. The tire gets, keeps getting smaller and it keeps giving you less and less grip. So depending on the race, in the warm races you are more thermal limited. The other races where you put a lot of stress in the tire, you just wear the tire and that's called tire degradation. The yellow uh, was uh, just came inside to F1 back uh, to last year. The head protection, the black pad that you see on top of our heads. This is very a big improvement from safety uh, reasons and uh, FIA did a very good job on this. Weight is a very important factor in Formula 1. Uh, of course there is a minimum weight which is uh, combined with uh, driver's weight plus the car. And obviously the team wants to build the car as light as possible, so you have more adjustable ballast in the car. And drivers do want to be as light as possible to have more, more ballast to use. During one race the F1 driver can lose up to 3 kilos. We always try to keep very consistent weight over the weekend, over the whole season. Uh, to be right on target at the end of the race. Flashing red light at the back of the car at the end of the straight is what we call harvesting and it's when we're recharging the battery um, with the thermal engine. So we're losing the electric engine uh, and the thermal engine actually recovers energy and, and charge the battery for the next uh, throttle application. And we don't have enough battery every lap for every race to last the whole race so basically you have to cut it a little bit each straight so you can do a consistent lap by lap battery management. Downforce is the air flowing over the car, front wing or rear wing. Pushing the car towards the circuit to have the maximum grip. Especially in the higher speed corners. The more downforce you have the quicker you are in the corners. The best way to explain what oversteers and maybe also understeer is to quote Walter Röhl. Oversteer is when you hear the tree and understeer is when you see the tree. The difference between over and understeer is basically when you have understeer, the front is sliding. For me personally, understeer is the worst thing you can have as a driver because the car just won't quite go in, in, in the direction you, you want. And when you have oversteer, the rear is sliding. If I need to go to the toilet in the middle of the race, a man up and hold it in. <laughs> Can't do it. Well, luckily I have not been in that situation, but there is no other option than just letting it go. Some people do say that they go, but I don't know how, because when you're under so much force, I struggle to relax. I feel you need to relax to be able to go. The first tee at the Masters, not really like anywhere else in the game. What you see, what you feel, and certainly, what you hear. Four, please. Tiger Woods, now driving. If you were expecting something more ornate, you'll be disappointed. What you get here are six simple words, no superlatives, not even for Masters champions. Four, please. Adam Scott, now driving. Just a quick heads up that one of the invitees is about to play some golf. 
I love it. It's unique, it's classy, and it, and it gets the job done. Because as soon as they say four, please. Four, please. Everyone goes quiet to a point where you feel like you're the only person on that tee box. Get on with it. Yeah, that's the bottom line. I mean, it happens quick and fast. Typically, at normal tournaments, they'll name the championship, welcome to the second round. This player's won this many tournaments, but there he is, four, four please. please. Jason Day now Jason driving. Day now driving. You're waiting in anticipation for that saying, and as soon as that happens, you're ready to go. It's different, and long in the wrong, now more than ever, you wish you would be introduced as, as a Masters, uh, Masters champion or something like that, but, but they know. You don't need to tell anyone, and that's the great thing about it. Or please, Sergio Garcia now driving. There's not much of a fuss about it. It's a very quick introduction of the player, and off you go. In 1948, Augusta National member Phil Harrison became the lead first-tee announcer, a position he would hold until his passing in 2008. With his southern drawl, Harrison would say that phrase for every player. The tradition continues today. It's probably a good thing, to be honest. It's like, open the gates, pull the string back, and go. It's not announcing where you're from and how many events you won. It's just basically everyone's the same, everyone's a competitor, team off, that's the guy's name, off you go. Four please, Jordan Spieth, now driving. So sharp, but so, you know, to the point and clean. It is the golf equivalent of, gentlemen, start your engines. Not much to it, which makes perfect sense because Actions speak louder than words. And really, did anybody come here for a speech? Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe insisted that the Olympic Games will go ahead as planned, despite the global coronavirus pandemic. Regarding the Olympics, I have gained support from G7 that the Tokyo Olympic and Paralympic Games will be realized and fully held as proof of mankind's victory against the new coronavirus. Addressing reporters in Tokyo after a video summit with the G7 leaders, Abe said they had agreed to cooperate on efforts to support the global economy in the wake of the downturn triggered by the viral outbreak. Amid concerns that the world economy will suffer a negative impact of large magnitude, the G7 nations should cooperate and implement economic and fiscal policies that measure up to these concerns and are sufficient. The G7 should send a strong message to the world that we would do our utmost with all means possible. The Olympics are due to start in Tokyo on July the 24th, 2020. WrestleMania is amongst the biggest annual sports entertainment events in the world, and WrestleMania 36 will have a different look to it. The outbreak of the coronavirus sees the event move from the Raymond James Center in Tampa to the WWE Performance Center, and it will take place behind closed doors. The main event sees champion Brock Lesnar up against Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. McIntyre shockingly won the Royal Rumble after having established himself as a threat by ending Lesnar's dominant run in the 30-man match. As McIntyre continued staring Lesnar down, while the champ stood outside the ring following his elimination, a showdown between the two seemed inevitable. In late January, McIntyre called the shot he earned by winning the Royal Rumble, saying he chose Lesnar for WrestleMania. 
Meanwhile, the Raw Women's Championship will also be on the line as champion Becky Lynch renews her rivalry with Shayna Baszler. After Baszler brutally attacked Lynch on Raw, biting her neck and drawing blood, the spearing seemed fairly academic. Baszler made it official at Elimination Chamber when she easily ran through the opposition to earn her title shot. Titles will be on the line at WrestleMania 36. All of the action will be live on your World of Champions Supersport. Going to the gym is off limits while Spain is on lockdown, but one personal trainer decided that shouldn't be an excuse for missing a workout. A video posted on social media shows a personal trainer standing on a rooftop and coaching the residents of his apartment <laughs> complex in Seville. The video has gone viral for its creativity as people begin to settle into new routines while on lockdown or practicing social distancing. The footage shows people following along and most importantly smiling through this difficult period of time. Don't miss any of the thrills and spills from the world of eSports. For all of the action, flip over to Channel 127.